Episode 14. Make sure you check out episode 13, was very lit. Featuring Miss Phoenix Free Band, talking about being black vegans, different holistic aspects, and just nutritional advice. Make sure you check it out. So, this week is going to be very, very dope. Have a great interview, very inspirational in store. It's going to be very lit. I, I, in all seriousness, I really, I'm, I'm so excited for y'all to hear this. It is very great. Before I get to that, I want to give a quick shout out to the Golden State Warriors. Winning the NBA championship last night. I want to give a shout out to Kevin Durant, KD getting that ring. Personally, I was rooting for the Cavs and LeBron. I think LeBron had a tremendous performance. First to ever average a triple-double in the finals ever. Um, turned up, man. And I know a lot of people, oh, LeBron hater, he can't be against the GOAT. Uh, now against Michael Jordan because he lost. And he's, it's a 3-5 and five record in finals. I mean, look, I get it. But at the same time, man, like... It's LeBron. He's just, what else do you expect him to do? Okay, this Golden State team was stacked, man. I mean, last year, statistically, they're the greatest team ever in NBA history. And then they go add KD. Not taking nothing away from the Warriors. They earned it. They got the, they got the ring, okay? But I'm just saying for everyone come back, LeBron want to tear him down. What else the man did? Man, he turned up this, this year. You can't say, in all the final, past three finals, LeBron has showed up completely, man. Man, it's great. But, hey, shout out to Kevin Durant. Finally got that first ring. I'm going to be honest, KD, I like you. I'm happy for you. But I'm putting an asterisk on this ring. I know I'll get a lot of backlash only because this Golden State team literally was a Draymond Green suspension away from the NBA championship la Champions last year. Um, very talented team. He went there not saying you took the easy way out, but took the easy way out. <laughs> um, you still had to earn it. You earned it. You found some MVP. That's a good thing. You showed up for it. Not hating you, but at the same time, my man. It's a little asterisk on it for me personally, just because, I don't know. And something about Steph Curry recently. I don't know. I don't really like Steph Curry anymore. I don't know what it is. Something about him rubbing me the wrong way. Um, but again, shout out to Golden State. You got the dub. Look forward to the summer for the big three. Three and three basketball. Maybe be very lit. So, just had to put it out there real quick. But, stay focused and move forward. Like I said, this episode will be very dope. Very inspirational, man. Just keep open mind. It's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm very excited for it. As usual, make sure you stay tuned. You stay hip. Stay connected. And we live. I'll be back today. Have a very special guest, close friend, one of the smartest people I know, literally speaking. My man is Dr. Jalal Hayes. Introduce yourself, man. How you doing, y'all? This is Dr. Hayes, also known as Dr. Ja. Glad to be here. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate this. Awesome, man. Well, um, so for those who don't know, uh, my man is Dr. Ja. Uh, we actually went to school together, Dell State University. I was there in, in undergrad. He was there getting his PhD, and we're the same age. <laughs> so kind of that sink in. Um, so with that being said, man, my man has a, an incredible journey, uh, very smart brother. Um, so how would you give a little quick background about yourself? Um, sure. Yeah, I'm Dr. Like you said, my name is Dr. Ja. graduated Dell State University at the age of 22, started as the youngest PhD in applied chemistry to ever graduate from the school as well as in America at the start. Um, started my journey at 15 years old, graduated high school at age 15, finished um, 
College at Beaver University of Pennsylvania, an HBCU, proud HBCU alum, age 18, and then where I met Thomas, went to Delaware State University. Oh, before that, stopped by Howard University. I worked in NASA for a little bit, for about three months, and then went over to Delaware State University for four years and finished up. Just a little snippet. It's pretty heavy there, man. Um, all right, so I mean, let's let's start. All right, so crazy, like you said, man. Um, graduate high school at fifteen. So I mean, how how does how does that work? <laughs> like, how, like how let's tell the people how is that possible? <laughs> Obviously, that's a, a very big, you know, dedication, a grind, uh, a lot of discipline. So, I mean, was there your parents? Who's very influential, I guess, in that uh, process of going through all that? that's incredible um and that's and that's something a lot of people don't know and that's just like it, it's crazy to see how you, your dreams can manifest how you obviously this was a guy who was like a role model to you uh something that you emulated and really to be able to like you know walk the walk um you know graduate high school early at a very young age and you know, obviously get your phd at a very young age i mean it, it's cool and that's really like a like a dream is coming true type of thing uh really you know, following your role models uh, and your hero's footsteps so that's that's real dope um so obviously like you said i mean you're you're Young, like you said, you had to sacrifice a lot. Um, like you said, instead of summertime, playing with your friends and everything like that, you know, obviously you're working hard, getting education. And then, I mean, to, to go to college at age of 15, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. I mean, I'm a substitute teacher right now, and, I, you know, 15, that's like a lot of the freshman's age at high school. And I, and I see how those, those those are kids, man, and I think, like, that, you know, those kids in college is crazy. So, like, what, what was that like? So I was like the baby on campus, the little brother, mm -hmm. and everybody looked out for me. So 
know about any other person, people who started out young. I would say, based off of my connections and my communications at the university that I was going to as an undergrad, my my experience was, you know, you're young, we got to put you away from alcohol parties and all that stuff. Though I had fun and enjoyed myself as a college life, I had big brothers who were watching out for my best interests, mm. um, making sure that I was on the right path and I was going to continue to pursue the right path towards where I'm at now. That's, so, that's dope. But the courses, academic, I would say it was scary because I thought, honestly, I don't think about my first semester. Hmm. <laughs> in, in a sense, I felt like I'm 15, I'm not prepared. I, I wasn't the arrogant guy. So a lot of people think, uh, prodigies, you know, they get caught up in stuff. No, me, when I got on campus, I was nervous. Because I say, okay, I'm young, I'm 15, everybody's 18, 19, they're more prepared than I am. So that motivated me to work. Ten times as hard than other freshmen because I felt I can't fuck out. My parents not having it, so that being said, I gotta work and bust my behind, make sure I earn the right to stay here. And that's my whole mentality as to now that I'm young in everything that I do, so I have to earn respect. I don't just get it because of my age. Right. I have to earn the respect because I'm young and show that I earn the right. Wow, that's heavy. Um, and, and and that's really kind of how it is. And that's dope to hear that, man. The fact that, you know, like I said, people looked out for you and they want you to stay on that path, um, you know, having a good structure. And as well, like you said, you know, having to work hard. Um, like you said, it was nothing, it didn't come easy. You had to really still grind. Like you said, you know, some people make like prodigies and people have a lot of expectations on them. You know, they get caught up in that. But nah, you said you got to have really have tunnel vision and, and, and focus through that. Um, so kind of backtrack just a, a tad bit. So I guess coming out of high school, right when you're about to apply to college, what are I guess scholarship offers or anything else from other schools were you considering or were interested in you? Um, I would say schools that were interested in me were, of course, you had um, state schools at the time, um, but I had my focus on one school and that was. My mom and dad, I'm a model Lincoln, because that's all I knew growing up. Mm, okay. All I knew was the orange and blue. Right. And we're the first HBCU in the nation. Right. We grant degrees, and that's what I've been talked about, the sweet degrees throughout my whole life. So I already knew I was going to college, and I knew I was going to that specific college. Right. So that was like my tunnel vision. I knew I was going to college. Grad school, I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know after, but I knew I was going to that's dope right right and that's good to have that family connection um like i'm blessed both my parents went to hbcus shout out to howard shout out to bennett college so just i understand like yeah you know what i'm saying so you know i i understand right you have like just at least for me just in general just the hbcu experience my mind was made up at least in terms of i was going to an hbcu um uh, just for sure just because like with my family influence and everything so dope to see all right so speak on that track obviously so you know you wouldn't um, you know, go go for your PhD. Went for your well, got your PhD from uh, Delaware State University. So a lot of people don't know it's HBCU. If you do not know that, so what was that? Um, why choose it? I guess choose Delaware State, or why choose the HBCU? I guess for your get your PhD. Why not? Great question. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people don't understand, and this is where I'm probably gonna get in trouble for this. If I would have went to University of Delaware, or I would move to Penn State, or I went to any other school. I knew that wasn't the opportunity that I would get at Delaware State University. Mm. At Delaware State University, I was blessed to get opportunities that are beyond my wildest dreams. For example, through my mentor, I was blessed to get a connection through Delaware State University by the legendary Dr. Andrew Gowdy, mm. who just um, recently retired last week. And so, with that being said, Andrew, Dr. Gowdy was not just an advisor to me. When I first met him, I felt like he was like my grandfather. Mm. And when I came to Delaware State University, this was my home. And I always say my home because Lincoln University of Pennsylvania, that was my mom and dad's home because I was a second-generation Lincoln graduate. Right. But coming to Delaware State University, 
and then being an HBCU, I can say, I can always come back and say, this is my home. And I felt as if it was my home when I stepped foot on campus. And making something your home, especially at HBCU, and they make you feel as if you're home, you're able to do more at home than you would do in a strange place. You know, you, you ever get that feeling where you go to somebody else's house and you got to watch yourself all the time. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure you keep a, a, a zipper persona, mm-hmm. a specific decor. You can't really do things. Right. But when you're home, you can dominate and do what you want in, the res- in a respectful way. Right. That's how I felt at Delaware State. That's the difference between, I think, HBCUs and, I guess, other universities. When you're HBCU and you feel as if you're home, you can feel as if you, you, you can do anything. Sky's right. the limit. Right. You can handle it. Right. Put your feet up. You're chilling. You're at the crib. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you come in and you not, I want to say dictate things, but you come and you have an expectation on yourself that you can strive and be the best that you can be. Other schools, for me, in my opinion, I feel as if I always got to watch myself. Mm-hmm. Always got to keep a certain point. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Because we like the cold switch is African American. It's just a different world. Mm-hmm. You can't be your natural self. Right. You mm-hmm. can't be professional as well as be a person that everybody knows you by. Mm-hmm. So that's why I chose the HBCU and be able to be a professional as well as be my regular self. I was able to get all the accolades I could and it showed that I was able to get all the accolades because at HBCU, and I tell everybody this, when you go to HBCU, you're not a number. Or your name, your first and your last name. Mm. You go to somebody else's school, you are known. Facts. You have to work up to the top to get your name. But HBCU, you already have your name. Your name just can enhance mm. based off of the achievement and accomplishments you're going to get at that university. Right, and that's, that's very true, especially the HBCU aspect, just in terms of the uh, just the environment, the atmosphere that that's that being comfortable and i can say for you i i definitely can attest to like you said being being able to be yourself like my first met you man like i thought you like this i thought you was like was smart they met some regular dude from philly <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like you ain't talk scientific or nothing like that like this started really he's a regular philly bull i was like all right that's my man and then like to yeah, find out out i was like oh crap okay yeah <laughs> definitely agree with you i think definitely in the whole aspect like you said the from necessarily do a coach which you can i can i can be professional like you said and still and still be myself and still be uh have that so i mean it's a very intriguing aspect um so before we get into the phd aspect uh let's backtrack one more time 
So before you went to DSU, you said you worked out at Howard University um, and NASA. Oh, so please, uh, <laughs> please elaborate on that. So it's very kind of eye open, like you said, just uh, the fact of, you know, at, first of all, you know, oftentimes there's this unfortunate perception that some people have that go into HBCU that you're unqualified for the real world or something like that. And it's like, yo, my man had, had just, just the undergrad, not in the PG, just the undergrad from Lincoln University and went and got it and worked, worked with NASA. So put that in perspective. <laughs> okay. Because there's people who would like get degrees from Harvard that don't even get the opportunity. So. Like, and it's tremendous. And it says so much to just everything about you and your work ethic. And this is just, and this is before the PhD. That's why I'm just so amazed. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it's before. Well, let me pause you there. It's not just work ethic. It's also about your connection. Mm, true. This is what's so phenomenal about the HBCU community. You don't get more connections than you get from your Thank you. Right, and just to the point, it actually has statistics have been done that have shown that uh, actually HBCU graduates are actually more successful in the uh, workforce in terms of opportunity for jobs and higher paying jobs, especially in the STEM field. So, and you um, know why? So, because what? we know how to operate off of less. Hmm. true. Because, and, and that's what I think 
not Very a true. decisional get. Like, they keep getting caught up in a brand or name. That's all the university is, is a brand or name. HBCUs is a culture. Wow. And that's, that's the difference. Based off my opinion, it's a culture. It's a, it's a mindset. You've got to hustle, especially if you go into an HBCU still. That's very true. Um, and also to that point, just in terms of working with less, I can just say from the HBCU aspect, I remember, um, well, back during college, I had, people kind of do had aspirations to go to law school. So I was taking, a, I was a political science major. So I was taking a constitutional law class and my professor, uh, Dr. Samuel Huff, he was uh, very, very experienced. Uh, he was telling us how with this class, he had former students who, you know, took this constitutional law class here at a uh, you know, Dell State, HBCU, and they went along to go to HBCUs at PWI, one specifically went to Georgetown University Law School, and he was saying how the students were actually, they were excelling in the classes. Um, in fact, like, the other students were coming around them, like, asking them, yo, yo, how you do this? How you know this? And they went to HBCU, so I'm saying at times you were that, that whole, like, you know, just the aspect of having a degree in education, man, I, this is a title, but, like, the education, get you know, just the same education, even better, with more actual time on your hands and being more focused on HBCU opposed to PWIs. And that's not bashing PWIs in any ways. I'm just only trying to, you know, point out to the fact that, hey. Well, let me tell you this, Thomas. Um, you know why a lot of people want to go to PWIs going to HBCUs? Because they want to go
society perceives it. Right. Majority perceives it. And overseas, they do the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. So we got to get out of the mindset of, you know, we, we got to get out of the mindset of um, just saying, saying certain things, um, doing certain things so that we can market ourselves in a better way. Facts, man. You couldn't say any better, right? We definitely have to perceive ourselves differently, have a better marketability overall. All right, so keep moving along here. All right, so just in terms of HBCU experience, so the PhD. All right, because that's a, <laughs> a very amazing feat right there. Through everything else we've done, I haven't got to the PhD yet. <laughs> so, all right, for starters, what made you, I guess, want to pursue, um, you know, a doctorate? And also, what and why in that field did you choose and why did you choose that? Tap. So, 
science of creation, innovation. So learning that, and that's the only science discipline that allows you to create. Because if you look at other disciplines, you just study, you don't have room to create anything. But chemistry, you always have room to create something. Even your own, your own discipline chemistry. So that's what made me want to pursue a PhD in applied chemistry. That's uh, that's just inspiring, man. That's crazy. Wow, it's um, that's great. Oh man, that's very amazing. Like you said, just the having these positive influences you see in your life, and how it all comes full circle, all come back at some point, all connections, and like you said, just having those connections, it's it's motivating. Um, and especially like you said with in terms of the chemistry, in terms of just the creation, just you know, you can go back to the metaphysical aspect to it, and like the the roots of you know creation, especially come back to chemistry. It's just you know, it's it's dope and it's like it's it's cool that you actually are you can tangibly say yeah I, I can create things i can put compounds together i can i can do this and you know obviously during my your, you know our time there together i remember you were always grinding um there were times where i was i'd be walking across campus at like i don't know uh like 12 o'clock on night try go to some girls crib <laughs> going to the girls crib and i see you coming out the lab coming out the lab <laughs> and then it was like like yo what, what up yo like <laughs> all right so all right so i guess during that process so how long is a phd program or well, for your specific degree how long did it take to get your phd it took me or a typical route you in general it took me four years okay um, so a typical person would take six or seven but my reason why it took me four years it had nothing testament right there and that's that's crazy man and, and again like this is stuff i didn't even know about and it's like just the fact like i don't know just your whole this persona demeanor just how the, the humbleness about you and just the, the, just to chill demeanor it's like yeah you yeah i give a conversation i did a conversation in italy he was a keynote speaker and thing, you know something like 20 years old like <laughs> and you know nah, chemistry was, like Yeah. 
make sure your English is right. You can't go in there speaking no way. Right. You know, you you gotta you gotta articulate and really voice out what you're supposed to be like voice out the things you need to do. So it was it was just a scary experience at the time I can look back at it now, four years later. I'm like, wow. Look at the growth from that point. But looking back, man, I was I was scared as hell. Wow, that's I mean, understandably. I mean, gosh, I mean, there's probably I mean, there's people who could probably in that field for you know twenty plus years and in the mid forties and still probably be scared and nervous as hell doing that. I mean, that's just a crazy thing. And the fact you did that at twenty years, oh, that's and like you said, you should be like, I should be in college. Like what? Like that's it's remarkable, man. Um, it's really like almost like jaw dropping, honestly. Um, so. Through that, wow. Um, so once you finally, you know, get got a PhD, obviously we graduated together, walked to the same stage. Uh, amazing day, December 20th, 2015. Phenomenal day. Birthday was next week. <laughs> yes, uh, those don't know, we are, our birthdays are back to back. Shout out to Capricorn game one time. Yeah. Like, literally, it was just friends. We got graduation. Next week is your birthday. Right. Hey, and it was New Year's. <laughs> and it was Christmas. <laughs> Okay, so to continue on, I right, suppose now, all right, you got your, you got your PhD. So you're talking about your uh, your patent. I see recently you've actually, congratulations, I've actually gone through and uh, got that patent. Um, so what yeah. what was that process about? What was your patent specifically in? Please tell us about oh, the world. <laughs> Crazy. So what specifically is your patent in?
So you can say you got gas and petroleum. I use hydrogen materials to create a renewable energy source for cars. And one of those sources or catalyzing systems for cars, this will happen to beat out every system in the industry. Oh. Oh my god. No. And you own this. Oh, that's lit. Oh my god. So that's cool. <laughs> Those small numbers say three people working on it. Oh man. Beat out people around the world who had 40 people working on their system. So, blessed and proudly say that. And because of that, we were able to um, get a patent on it. My father jumped on it real quick, got a patent, and blessed to have it granted. So, that being my latest accomplishment this year made me feel as if this is why I am um, not making all haste. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. That is, wow. That's all I can say, man. Wow. That's that's amazing. Um, that's remarkable. Um, and again, from an HBCU. <laughs> that's why I keep trying to tell people, you only get these opportunities in HBCU. And if you want to put it in a business perspective, HBCUs are unregulated market. Literally, you can do whatever you want. If you want to create an organization, you want to create a business on HBCU, you can do it. There's, there's not a lot of regulation, which is a great thing as a student because the sky and universities are limited. Okay. Like, I was blessed at Delaware State University. I started my company, Delaware State University. I started my, I got a patent. State University. I was able to do a lot of things at those things that I probably won't do at a PWI. Mm-hmm. Right, and yeah, that's amazing, man. And it's like the opportunity to take advantage of those opportunities. Um, so, real quick, like, what is this? I guess the scientific name of your your patent. It's called Rubidium Catalyzed Alloy. All right, there it is. All right, cool. All right, so. Post graduation, obviously, you're doing a lot of things, a lot of press and stuff. And one thing I can say it was crazy. All right, so this is why I know, like, well, I knew you made it, but like, <laughs> but I remember watching, I was with my godson, right? And we're watching Disney Channel, and a commercial comes on, and it's called, like, I think it was right now, Black History Month, and it was talking about, like, famous, uh, you know, black pioneers and things. It had them, like, cartoonized, cartoon you know, uh, versions of them, you know, they're talking about, uh, like, Muhammad Ali, uh, Serena Williams, uh, talking about uh, Mae Jameson. Dr. Jalal Hayes. I'm like, wait, yo. <laughs> like, I was I see your man on TV. I'm like, yo, that, that's my man. It's like, what? Like, it was crazy. You're like, you now, know. Let me, let me tell you about that. Now, I had to cry on that. So, as soon as we graduated, right? As soon as we, as soon as we graduated from college, you know, grad school, I get a call, and I get an email later in the new year 2016 I get a, I get an email saying um that's the law hey this is such and such from this agency uh we heard about your great accomplishment around the world we're very proud of you we would like to um Disney Channel with Disney Junior is doing a special for Black History Month and we would like you to be a part of it I had to sit down and was here again. I had a day at work. Like, literally. had a first day I think at work in my life. Huh. I had to sit down and cry because I said, man, I remember the days I was sitting at the table. And my family and I lived in a small house at the time. Sitting at the table during high school, during college, during grad school. At a table, one light that was working. And I was doing my homework. I was doing my research. I was doing my art. Like, when I came home, I never went out. My parents, my family tell you, I never went out. Hmm. Everybody else had fun. I was home, always working. Because things would do that Monday, that Tuesday. So I had to stay out and do it. And I just sat there and cried because I'm like, wow, all the times I stayed in the house, you know, all the times I was starving, <laughs> all the times I had to sneak in the gas, though I ain't had any money, hoping they ain't catch me, sneak out before they ain't try to get my car, <laughs> you know, they don't 
ain't got no money on the card. And it all paid off. Now I'm able to inspire young kids around the world, which I wanted to do. Wow. And I'm inspiring them through this. And it was to the point where just this year, um, I had my social media fans for 100 days, but when I got back on social media, I saw a, a message request. I clicked on it, and somebody and somebody sent me a, um, a message saying, um, my daughter, who's three years old, she's from Louisiana, my daughter who's three years old, wanted to be a chemist. She saw you on Disney Channel, and she did a history report on What? <laughs> Yo! And, and one first prize, they showed me a picture of the girl. What? I posted up on Instagram and I had to cry again, man. Yo. And I'm like, damn, I'm getting history reports? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, it's just, it's, I, I can't even get copy. It's like, damn. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you, like, what do you say today? It's like, damn. Okay. It's crazy. Wow. Like, right, that's yeah. what you can do. Wow. crazy man and, and just take advantage of opportunity man and and like i said before like you know like if you meet you in a person man like honestly you wouldn't you would never suspect if you like that you would do you've done all this just in terms of just you don't have an arrogance to you um you know you don't you know some talk doctors and scientists they just say i know everything you don't, don't talk to me peasant like you know what i mean it's none of that uh very open-minded very chilled down to earth um Oh, let's get better. Right. Because they don't want to keep me grounded. Not these people out in the world. 
substance to it though for sure. <laughs> This is, this is great. That's 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 really eye opening again. Every time I, every, I think I think every question, man, I'm left speechless. <laughs> like, uh, that's cool, man. You had Meek and everything. Like you said, grew up like two blocks from him and everything. And the fact that he he knew of you, like that's 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 dope, man. That's that's eye opening. Also, at the same time, I keep an open perspective about di different people in these backgrounds. And a person like Meek, I mean, I knew Meek early on just because you know I'm from I'm from Harrisburg, PA, so I knew about him since I was like. I'll, 14 years old when Flamers came out. All right, like, rock with Meek for a while. Even just the uh, Bloodhound Gang days on YouTube and battle rapping and everything. Like, BH, yeah, like, Young Bob young Bob headshots, like, <laughs> like throwback stuff. Free my men's lil, like, all that. So, you know what I mean? So it's dope, like, you, you, the, that you, you know, Meek and, you know, I mean, obviously he's the right individual. And like you said, the music has, has changed to some substance, some more. Um, so speaking of just, you know, just like a celebrity uh, business entrepreneurship aspect, Besides all the, you know, obviously the the, the great mind and the, the science and everything that, um, you are also, I believe, an author as well. Um, yes. A um, published author, a self-published author, if I may say. So, well, I'm working. Well, I would say that I'm working on becoming one. Um, I got two projects dropping. Okay. One in July is called Book to Greatness, Letter to Millennials of Founders. So it was basically a collection of letters that I'm writing that is inspired by that asked me to write these letters, just basically telling them my, my thoughts and giving them some tips on my generation and the generation that I am teaching in the school system on how to navigate this world. Um, that's, that's basically the first project. It's dropping next month. So please look out for it. It's called Growth. I think it's Growth in Greatness. Growth to Greatness. Growth in Greatness. Letters to millennials and founders. The second book is the book I've been working on for seven years. Time has come to finally release it. Okay, let's get it. Called, it's called Growing Up Great. And great, I use it as an acronym. Okay. Growing, receiving, expecting, achieving, and teaching. Mm. So we're breaking down what um, greatness means in my, in my way, because everybody has their own persona. I'm getting my spin on it. 
and it's going to be an autobiography slash inspiration. So I'm telling you about my life through these athletes, walking through how you can be great as well to give you the same things, which are my life experience. Wow. That's, that's dropping in the ball. Wow. So yeah. I'm doing it like a rosé type tournament. Okay. We give you the appetizer, the little mixtape. Right. That's dope, man. I'm excited for that. Definitely the support. Definitely gotta check those out, man. That's that's amazing, man. Um, so that's that's awesome. So in terms, of also entrepreneurship wise, um, explain what's uh, Elite University, what, what, what Universal, what what do you have going on? What more? What's, what's that about? Man. So Elite, so let me give you the history of Elite Universal. Elite Universal founded August 12, 
I know you. Like I'm actually friends with you. You're like you're. I mean, you're someone I expect to see like a lifetime movie on in a couple of years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and and the fact that like you know just just a phone call away, man. I appreciate you coming coming through, man. Just like, I hit him up, man. He said I got you. I asked him, hey, man, I know you're really busy and stuff, man. Could can I like get you on an interview pocket? Yeah, I got you. Whatever you need. It. And it was just and that and that's love, man, for real. Yeah, of course, man. You got you got never change up. That's what I learned. Always stay consistent, and it's not even just advice. That's what I look like. Right, and that, and that's dope, man. But uh, definitely, man, wish you the best of success. Um, very inspirational. Again, remember, people remember, like it doesn't matter. It's not always, uh, you know, you you can take advantage of your opportunities wherever you are. Um, you see, you go the HBC route, and you see so much you can accomplish just like anybody else. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to hear that excuse anymore. If you hear this interview, I don't hear excuse ever again. <laughs> you can do anything, okay? Uh, but again, man, Doctor Job, appreciate you coming on here, my brother. Um, like I said, man, best wishes, man. You're going to keep grinding. You're going to be successful. You're you're going to be a, a, a black role model here for this next generation, this generation here as well. So keep inspiring, my man. Keep living, man, and thank you again. No problem, man. All right, bro.